and you are listening to Breaking the Fourth Wall on Realm of the Mist Entertainment. Hello everyone and welcome back to Breaking the Fourth Wall, the variety show of all kinds. Today I'm joined by the lovely, the vivacious, the wonderful Miss Lisa London. This show is just kind of about um, letting you just kind of talk and let people get to know a little more about you, the the person behind the silver screen, and uh, see if you have any cool stories or funny stories that you could tell us from filming and things like that. So I guess the first thing that we should cover is um, you don't have to do a whole resume, but what are some of the um, highlights of your career? Big teen comedy. Um, it was I considered really audacious and pushing boundaries. It's so mild now; it's comical. I mean, there's more nudity on regular TV, but at <laughs> yeah. the time, it was it was considered, you know, really, um, uh, really out there. And 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 you know, our rating was just such a big deal. But I was really blessed to first of all star in something my first time out. It was a female version of Animal House, and then it became something that has enabled my career to just keep snowballing and. I mean, I'm in the autograph circuit now because of that a lot. That's awesome. So that was incredible. And then um, my first uh, dramatic role, uh, that was a comedy, obviously. My first dramatic role was being cast by Clint Eastwood to star opposite him in Sudden Impact as Return to Dirty Harry. Oh, he cool. can't get any more A-level than that. <laughs> yeah. And he, and he approached you about that? Well, it's actually a, a wonderful story. I was at a party. Um, there was a man named Andy Keene who owned Kaleidoscope Films, which was the biggest post-production house during the day when trailers coming attractions like were really all you had to sell your films. And Andy was like a godfather to me, and he would throw these fabulous wild Hollywood parties. And I met Clint Eastwood's silent partner, who was head of publicity at Warner Brothers, uh, Joe Himes. And he said, kid, you're perfect for this. You'll have to go through all the channels, so I'm going to bring you in. So I went through all the channels, which was Marion Doherty, who was known for being extremely strict, and um, her standards were very high, and thank God I passed those standards, went on to Clint, and he cast me, and the rest is history, as they say. <laughs> and just currently, um, something amazing happened. I was actually... Uh, just booked by the brilliant director Emil Nava, who's the top music business uh, uh, music video director around right now, and he handpicked me to star in the new uh, Ed Sheeran Justin Bieber music video I Don't Care. Oh, neat! Something like yeah, it's like nine hundred billion views or something. It's crazy, and that's just been a huge boost. <laughs> <laughs> wow! I mean, what a what a road, huh? <laughs> I love, yeah, and of course, getting to travel all over the world when you're an actress is kind of the coolest thing on the planet. Right, I could see that, yeah. So um, when we talked um, via email and all that, and we were trying to set this up, you said you were working on some stuff, um, doing uh, what, what I don't remember the exact phrasing you used, but back-to-back filmings, um, something yes, to that I'm nature. Shooting two films simultaneously for this wonderful director named Gregory Hatanaka, who I starred in Samurai Cop 2, Deadly Vengeance, and a few other things for him. And I am now doing a film called Choke, which I've got the lead in, and I'm so excited about it because it's this wonderful, bizarre, kind of surreal, like just imagery 
laden, crazy, wonderful ride. <laughs> but we had a glitch in the very beginning of filmmaking where one of the lead actors had to rush home to an ailing father. So the schedule had to be completely flipped. So because the insurance was already out and these are movies for Amazon Prime Video, we're shooting another um, just regular kind of pop thriller political drama. So I'm doing two movies at once, which is very interesting. Wow, <laughs> yeah. schizophrenic, but it's a wonderful challenge. Well, I appreciate you having the time to come and talk to little old me. <laughs> you got me on a day off so uh, that they do have to get my hair done. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> it's always the pampering, the pampering, you know. Yeah. Well, that's that's awesome. I'm glad that you're you're still at it after I mean, you started what was back in um you know, I'm not trying to not trying to do, date you or anything, it's but fine. you can you can go ahead. I am so proud of how I look at this point in life. You can say whatever you want. Yeah. Nineteen eighty was hot. Yeah. Wow. And, and so what do you think that, you know, since you started back then and you're still doing stuff now, do you think the way that things are done is a lot different now or would you say it's about the same? Oh, no, it's drastically different. And I think that the people that survive it and adapt um, are in the game for a reason because you really had to roll with mega changes and a lot of people resist change. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, I can see the great, the great stuff about how things are now. Um, but an actor isn't anywhere near protected the way we used to be. So you have oh. to really, um, and yet, and you have to promote yourself because social media is such a huge thing. I mean, when I first started, I didn't lift a finger. Everything was done by my agents and my managers. Um, I also had a major record deal. So I sing too. Wow. That was always something quite, um, wonderful that I never had to rely on just one thing and I also love um I love theater even though I came to it late I had started in a bunch of films before I ever started doing theater but for five years I produced and acted in um in plays with a, a group called the actorhood and we I'm very proud to say had literally the, the most successful critically and um audience-wise uh small theater in town for five years straight oh my so you're a producer an actress a singer i'm assuming an artist as well because you seem to have that I creative sketch. side you're like the septuple threat <laughs> yeah exactly whatever a threat let's just leave it at that <laughs> that's awesome though so with such such a, a you know i've got imdb up right now and i'm just kind of you know i could scroll through it pretty easy i could list off everything you did but i mean you've been doing this such a long time and you you really have a lot of experience so i gotta ask what if somebody were to decide tomorrow morning that they wanted to get into acting and they came to you and said what would be your advice what has helped you to stay in this? What, what do you think you'd uh, tell them? I, I have a sentence that frightens a lot of people, and they think I'm kidding, and I'm being absolutely sincere and honest. If you don't want to do it, and if you don't need to do it as much as you need to breathe, then don't do it. If you well, don't want to be an actor more than life itself, don't do it. Because it's to get going in this business nowadays is so 
multi-layered, the things you need to do. And that's not even about getting to your craft and studying the craft of acting and, and developing a technique. So unless you just want to really dive in 110%, I, I, I would say you're just, you know, you're just on a road to disappointment because you have to love the journey as an artist as much as you love when you reap the rewards. Because no matter who you are, whether you're Dustin Hoffman or, or, um, or Reese Witherspoon, I mean, it doesn't matter. You're going to have your ups and downs. I've been as famous as famous could be, as Andy Warhol says, you're 15 minutes. I've been, I mean, where people recognize me everywhere I go, multi-times in my life. And, and then there's been years where I was flipping out, but I didn't know where my career was going or if I even had one. But I also, it's never, as much as I'm, it's the Betty Davis sign, is she like that because she's an actress or is she an actress because she's like that? <laughs> I'm an actor to the core of my being. But I've also somehow made sure that it's mind, body, spirit, that it's not just the physical aspects of everything I'm doing. I live the life of an artist. I cook. I, I love nature. I experiment in different things like between yoga and hiking and meditation. And I travel all over the world when I'm not working. I, I just, I, I love to listen to people, to, to be around art and, and, and politics and sports. I mean, I just really, I soak up everything and like everything's a little file in my head for the next time I get a great role. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's inspiration right there. That's just beautiful. Thank you. you know? Thank you. That, so when you first started to get into, um, you know, this world, what what made you want to do it? What, how did you wake up and know that this was for you? Well, we have home movies of me as a three and four year old writing, directing and starring in home movies, <laughs> ordering my father around. So I can honestly say I was born wanting to do it more than life itself. I come from a very... Um, uh, like my whole family, they were either restaurateurs, owning very famous restaurants and having people like Frank Sinatra and Bob Hope and you name it, they were in my world. My father was a sportscaster and radio announcer, so I was around everyone from a really young age. So I was never intimidated by stardom and fame. I, I, and I really wanted to do it for all the right reasons. Like I loved, my parents loved movies and they, they would dissect the acting, the cinematography. And, and so I was always around it. I never pursued it. I sang in school and I was um, a journalism mass communications major. So I was always on the air on CBS radio. Either with, um, I actually covered uh, the Pro-Am t- Tennis Tournament. that's now the Paradise Tennis Tournament in Indian Wells. Mm-hmm. I covered, I, I interviewed everyone from Bjorn Borg to Elena Stasi to Jimmy Connors. So I, I mean, I was always like in front of a camera, in front of a mic. I always loved that part of it, but it was more journalism was my background. And then finally, after winning all these scholarships to Arizona State, I was there a semester and I just couldn't stand it anymore. And I wanted to become an actress. And my dad said, you have a few months. If you don't book something, it's back to college. And <laughs> I luckily booked hot right away. <laughs> there you go. Wow, exactly. that's, that's great. <laughs> so it definitely sounds like you did have a little bit of uh, family support there to help you out. I 
did, but I came here with $200 to my name and really no connections except for the extremely famous uh, football player, ex-football player by that point that I was dating, (laughs) (laughs) who hooked me up with his agent, and that's how I got hot. But other than that, uh, yeah, no, um, I didn't really have any connections. I had, as as a famous photographer that said... um, that a beautiful woman has a passport to the world. So I guess that's what I had. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a good passport to have. <laughs> and a lot of ambition and and willingness to work hard. <laughs> yeah, you know, and that's perfect. That I think that's what's missing nowadays, to be honest. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Yeah, reality <laughs> TV stuff. Um, and believe me, there's some good reality TV. I love competition shows, but... The nonsense stuff of just gross gossip trying to be famous for right. fame's sake. It's been a really, I don't know, I think it's kind of a pall on what we should be about as human beings. Right. But, hey, I'm just saying that's my opinion. Well, I mean, nowadays, too, like, all you got to do is film something and put it up on, you know, a, right. any kind of I social know. media and boom, you're good to go. I know, I know, yeah. I know. <laughs> but it's not quite so simple. We all know that, really. Right. So with such a, a long and colorful career, I got to kind of go on the other side of this and a- ask um, a little bit of a stranger question here. What would you say the strangest thing a fan has ever done for you is? Oh, gosh. Um, the strangest thing they've ever done for me. I don't know if I would call it. Well, I guess... My very first autograph show, I had someone approach my table after being there for a couple of hours, and I was new to the game. I didn't really know how to do it, and I think most of the girls there were making a lot more money than I was. And all of a sudden, I made a ton of money because someone flew from New Zealand because he knew I was going to be at this autograph show. Oh, my. So that might be, that might be a strange thing in the sense of a surprise. Um, I'm constantly amazed by just the the decency and the precious um, just admiration of what we do as actors that that emanates from my fans. And I've got a lot of really brilliant, diversified fans out there too. And I just I cherish them. And and I I I know that that's why anyone in you know in our business has has a career is because of the people that go out and look at us on that screen or or buy those CDs or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, it's all about the fans, right? It's hidden that what one of the oh, sayings. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. So, if you could go up to any director and say I'm going to be in this movie, what movie would it be? I don't know yet. <laughs> I know it's still out and around the corner. I just had something amazing happen. Um, I am friends with the incomparable Mimi Leader, who's, I mean, if she was a man, seriously, she'd probably be one of the most famous directors in the world, and as is, she is. Yeah. <laughs> but it's still, as a woman, it's, it's a little tougher. But anyway, she's so amazing. I mean, she basically... Um, you know, created ER and that whole look of that steady cam thing. And she, she made the leftovers last season, just the most amazing thing to watch. And she's done pay it forward and deep impact, just 
just a brilliant director and a beautiful human being. And we've been friends for years and there was just never the right opportunity. There was never um, the right moment when we got to work together. And um, we finally did. And I am ecstatic about it. And it's on the morning show, which is going to be Apple TV Plus's launching fabulous series starring Jennifer Aniston and Reese Witherspoon. And I am just and Steve Carell and Billy Cutup. I think I named all the main stars, but mm-hmm. everyone in it is incredible. And the crew was like just a reflection of Mimi's gorgeous character and talent. And it was just heaven. Oh, and her gorgeous daughter is in it. Uh, Hannah Leader, who's actually with her partner, Alexander Kotcheff. I did some voiceover work for a little film they did. I should say a huge film they did because it took them two years because they were the only two people doing everything. Oh, they they wow. did the whole film themselves. And um, they just won uh, Best uh, Film of the Festival for Rain Dance in London. And I am just over the moon for them. So I'm, I'm in such a great position now because I get to work with people I adore. And it, it's just all that hard work and all those years of experience. I think if you're lucky enough at some point to really be able to say, I don't just love what I do, but I also love who I'm doing it with. I don't think there's anything that great. <laughs> That's amazing. You know, you hear stories like that, and it just it really makes you feel good. Like, man, you know, that, you. that was awesome. Thank so, you. Uh, you said that today I caught you on your day off, and that's how I was yes. able to get you to come and talk to me for a little bit. So kind of digging into that a little bit more, um, if you weren't doing this on a normal day off, what do you do with your spare time? Um, I love to hike. I'm like a hiking junkie. I love all things athletic. Um, I love going to museums. Uh, I, I snuck in a yoga and a hike today, actually. Oh, wow. And, um, and I'm not going to lie. I love to shop. <laughs> <laughs> I am a fashionista. Yes, I am. I can't help it. I love it. Um, <laughs> and I, when I can, I love to do something that's giving back charity work-wise. Um, I work at the Children's Hospital every once in a while. I go and read to the kids. Um, I, I've done a lot of things for the homeless as far as um, donating to organizations that that really feed them. I mean, proper food make sure it's getting to them. Yeah. Um, I love to uh, throw dinner parties. I love to cook. Um, I have a fabulous garden. I love just kind of tinkering back there. And I love going to the movies and the theater, um, checking out what everyone's doing. Mm-hmm. And I think I've covered just about everything. <laughs> Sounds like even your days <laughs> off are pretty busy. Yeah, I I don't really. What's that thing? Moss doesn't grow on me or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. So very often. Yeah. Wow, that's impressive. I, you know, that I give you mad props for that. That's amazing that you're able to find the time to do that stuff, even on a day off. Most people oh, and music. can't. Oh my god, I can't believe I forgot music. I love going to hear live music. <laughs> so we kind of touched on the things that. Um, I feel like maybe with a quick Google search, anybody would be able to find out about you. So I got to ask one that maybe you can enlighten us on is, do you have any talents or maybe quirks or anything like that, that people don't know about? Um, 
I'm an insanely great whistler, but people that know me well know that because they track out how much I whistle. <laughs> and, and I also, um, I, I mean, my background in radio and um, I think is why I'm so great at doing voiceovers. I've never pursued a career in it, mm-hmm. but I adore doing crazy voices that people would never think would emanate from me. And what else? Any other weird quirks? Um, I think no. I mean, just the fact that, well, quirk. Hmm, is that a quirk? I'm trying to think. <laughs> I, well, well, just a funny thing. I mean, it's 90% of the time I am a, like an incurable optimist and, and just such a happy person. Um, which is different from contentment because um, I think I'm always striving. So I don't know how content I actually am, but I also, um, I do have a temper, but I snap out of it right away. I never hold a grudge. <laughs> <But laughs> well, that's I good. I guess that's a little, a little bit of insight into um, what goes on on the other side. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. So you said that you like to do voiceover work and you, you like to do um, crazy voices and things that uh, yeah. people oh, wouldn't I did, expect. I did this, yeah, I did this one movie where I did um, I had to speak in Russian and then do a Russian accent, and that was really challenging and really fun. Oh, that's so cool. Did you? Is that something that um, you kind of just thought about and said, okay, this is what Russian sounds like, so this is what I'm going for? Or did you like no, they, study they it? they actually and... played... Yeah, they played tapes, and then I went from there. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, Let, well, let's hear great. it. Let, let's let's put you on the spot. Let's hear some voice acting. It, I, I don't know what you're telling exactly, but I think I can just do it. <laughs> <laughs> that's perfect. I love it. That's amazing. And then, of course, I can do a female elf voice if you all want to hear one. Oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> Kudos. I like it. (laughs) That's brilliant. Oh. Yep. I got got teardrops going here. I'm famous for my Marilyn Monroe. Even though I I actually played Jane Mansfield in something. It was supposed to be Marilyn Monroe, but the wardrobe and hair people got the wrong stuff, so it turned into Jane Mansfield. So a film called Extra Three Watch the Stars. But um, I can really do Marilyn Monroe, especially the way she sang Happy Birthday to JFK. Oh, wow. Okay. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Mr. President. Everybody sing. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> <laughs> well, this was a uh, family show. <clears throat> well, <laughs> it still is. It still is. The girl that's that's amazing. You are quite talented. I will give you that. Boy, thank you. Boy, thank you. Yeah. So uh, we're coming up on the end of my show, unfortunately. I would love to continue talking to you, but I like to keep it a little shorter because I know Beautiful. time is valuable to everyone particularly the guests that come on this show. So I just want to say thank you again so very much. You are so welcome. And again, like the fans, uh, the people that 
request interviews, um, thank you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. Yeah, you know, it, if it wasn't for the van, the fans, so they say. <laughs> so exactly. Yeah, this has had this has just been great. You've been amazing. I had some good laughs, and I hope you had some fun with the questions. Um, nothing too crazy for you. Absolutely. And uh, you know, maybe in the future when we're doing some video and that nature, maybe you'll come back on and do some video. I would love to. I yeah. would love to. Yeah, on your next day off. <laughs> you got it. All right, Tyler. Have a great, great, great rest of the day and. Hello, and thank you to everyone listening. <laughs> thank you, Miss London. I appreciate it. Ladies and gentlemen, once again, this has been Breaking the Fourth Wall. Don't forget to tune in next time, and we'll see you later. That's it for today's show, ladies, gentlemen, and anything around or in between. Another great interview. Remember, I'm Ray, and this has been Breaking the Fourth Wall. Check me out at Chronicles of the Lost Realm on YouTube, Anchor, and Instagram. I can also be found on War of the Stars, a Star Wars podcast. Become a patron to help us provide even more content and quality entertainment for you. All of our shows can be found on Anchor.fm or wherever podcasts can be heard. Breaking the Fourth Wall is a Realm of the Mist affiliate.